Is there really anything better than a lazy Sunday morning, reading a paper in bed, drinking coffee, scrumming one egg or two? Yeah, right. In Barcelona Bridge Marketing, we do not do lazy. Breakfast is brunch, and it comes with Nespresso, business casual dress code, key players, professionals, and the hottest career tips for you to step up your game. Welcome to The Marketing Branch, a podcast made by the Barcelona Bridge Marketing. And, um, well, first of all, I want to present my colleagues, Ariadna Bailon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Robert Vazora, how are you feeling? I am good, thank you. And Claudia Serrano, the president of the club. Um, are you excited for today's interview? Yeah, I'm so excited. That sounds way too fancy. Uh, I'm just a student as everybody. Uh, and I am so glad that, that we're doing this. Super excited. And I'm Sergio, and today we are really excited to present our first guest, Erianis Vergara. Welcome. Hi. Um, she is the Italy Country Marketing Manager at Factorial HR and a master's student of strategy communication. She has a very strong presence in social media, and she is here because she has proven we can succeed being ourselves. So um, welcome. It is a pleasure to have you here. Hello, everybody. I'm very honored. It feels like amazing to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm Edianis Vergara, I'm 25 years old, and I was born in Cuba, but I grew up in Italy, where I conducted my studies. First, uh, to become an interpreter and translator, I studied English and Spanish, but then I, I started to notice that actually I was very amazed by the communication field, so I decided to start a two-year master's course uh, in strategic communication, which I'm about to finish. I will graduate in three weeks. And in the meanwhile, I took up an opportunity here in Barcelona to do an internship in marketing. So now I have finished the uh, internship and I am working as a country manager. That's great. We love to have you here, actually. Okay, so before starting with the interview, we would like to ask you the most important question. How do you like your coffee? Well, actually, you have to know that I don't drink coffee. I don't like the taste of coffee. Um, so, yeah, in the morning, I'd rather have some latte with cocoa powder or, yeah, and croissants. But coffee is not for me. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I am from Colombia, so for me, coffee is key. Like, I need that to work, to survive, to study. <laughs> well, for me, I would rather, like, have uh, a great schedule, um, of, like, uh, night routine, you know? Like, work eight hours uh, per night, and that's enough for me. <laughs> that's the healthy side, yeah. Th <laughs> that's awesome. We should do that, actually. Okay, um, so now we want to get a deeper insight into your career. So firstly, we know you studied in Italy, but now you are currently in Barcelona. Do you find it way too different? I mean, both the lifestyle in here and the way we work in here compared with Italy? Well, um, actually, yes. I have been working in Italy and here in Barcelona too. For my experience, I can say that here in Barcelona, I feel uh, more, I, I mean, at least the work that I've done here in Factorial, I feel that is more in line with who I am as a person and my values. Because um, I really feel like here it is very much appreciated. Um, my uh, what I can bring to the company, like the soft skills 
especially. Not only the technical skills, but how I am as a person, the positivity that I can bring and how I can really work with my workmates and working in team. I feel that especially in this company, these uh, characteristics are very much appreciated. And that is something that I noticed that it it's a bit different from uh, my experience in Italy. Well, maybe it's more um, a difference Uh, between the two companies but yeah this is what I have experienced for now it's very lucky you found a company very aligned with your values it's yes. very important yes it's um, it's one of the most important things for me I like to say that I'm very much millennial you know <laughs> um, So for me, job, it's, it's a huge part of our lives, of everybody, every worker's life. We spend a lot of time at work. So I feel that it is very important to find uh, a workplace that, that has some values that are aligned with you. Because at the end of the day, it takes up uh, a lot of your time, of your day and your life in general. So, yeah, when you are aligned with the company's culture and values, you can bring a lot to the company and the company can give a lot to you. Yeah, that's right. You feel engaged with the company. Exactly, exactly. The yeah, the engagement, of course, is greater when when you are reflected in those values. Absolutely. I see your point. Um, have you, we have looked at your profile and we've seen that you found uh, you've been around in different areas like such you have worked as a customer service, as a social media manager and even a content marketing. So there may be for sure some similarities between those um, job positions, but why did you change? I mean, there, was, there were reasons or motivation that drives you to those changes in job positions? Mm, yes, yes, of course. Um, the first uh, job is um, customer service agent was in a company called Deliveroo. You might know it. And that was an amazing experience for me. It was a part time job that I decided to take up um, because I wanted to earn some money and start um, yeah, starting uh, to see more what the work life was like. And the offices were actually very close to my Uh, university. So the, there I actually got the opportunity to meet some amazing people. I, um, I had a, a great manager. And yeah, so that's when I started to get more into their work life. Um, but then for my university, it is compulsory to do um, an internship in order to graduate. So I had to, to quit the job and start an internship. And I did the internship in a Um, advertising and communication company. Um, it was an agency that is uh, part of a multinational. And um, there I, I could grow, but I felt like uh, because of the pandemic, because I started in February and in March, the pandemic happened. So um, I stayed there for four to five months. Um, but I felt like I wasn't growing in the company and for me the most important thing there was to learn because I wanted to learn a lot.
because I've, I was like, I am 24, I am about to finish university and I really want to learn more about communication in general. And um, there I felt like I wasn't growing as much as I wanted and I wasn't learning uh, enough and I wasn't challenging myself enough. I really like challenges, even though sometimes uh, it's, it's difficult, but um, I love a challenge. So I decided to quit actually and look for another opportunity where I could grow, I could learn and I could do more practice. So I decided to apply for a position at Factorial and yeah, I started I started to work as a content a content in content marketing, so creating content and especially my core activity was writing articles. And and yeah, so far so good actually. <laughs> Fantastic. I have to say though that uh, I really admire the fact that you you could make a decision of quitting at the end like you were in like you were in your comfort zone I picture it like that and you decide to step up over there and do this and I really like there are people to do that it's very hard especially like in pandemic because there's a lot of uncertainty we don't know so how how do you like take out the courage because I think that is it's very complicated you're you're in your space you're used to your your times and then you say i'm going to go to another city explore what i have and so so how how can you do that like i really yes. intrigued <laughs> yes um Actually, when I said, I'm not happy, I want to leave, like everybody said, don't, <laughs> don't do it. We are in the middle of a pandemic. It's, um, you might have a great opportunity to grow there because it's true that it was a big, big company. Uh, but at the same time, um, what I think it's really important. And like, I was thinking, I am 24. I am finishing university and the most important thing for me right now, it's not the money, it's not where I see myself in five years. Um, what I really want to, to do right now is to learn. And there I wasn't, I was, I felt like I wasn't learning and I didn't want to stay there for uh, two years and eventually start to learn something significant for me. So even though everybody was saying, no, just stay, it might get better. Maybe it's true. Maybe it would have got better, but I feel like I didn't have time to waste. And especially because of the pandemic, it made me realize it's important to do what you want to do now. Like not wait um, three more years if you're not happy. Don't stay in a position where you are not happy, when you are not, you don't see yourself going towards your goals. Um, so I really said, it's my opportunity to battle myself, to say, Uh, I have done the work because I have studied for so many years and so it's my time to go there and see things and try things and if I fail, okay, but at least I have to try. I don't want to stay in a zone of comfort at 24, you know, maybe if I had children, if I was married, if I was 30, I would have thought about that a bit more, but at 24, I think that you have to To, to do what makes you happy and what makes you grow. And yeah, so I said, it's my, it's my time. I have to do it. And let's see, maybe it's, it goes in an amazing way or maybe it's a failure, but I had to try. 
No, it's amazing. Like, congrats for that. And we definitely want to know. We have no doubt about it. And I think that is also a reason why we want you to have have you here today. Because we could tell, like, uh, this, uh, like, ambitious in the good way. You know what I mean? This spirit of, like, out of your comfort zone and everything. And that is what, uh, what I want people to, to hear today, basically. Yes. Yeah, I personally think that you take the, you make the right uh, decision mostly because you felt You fell in that moment and I think that you never fail by doing something that you really feel at the moment. Absolutely. So again, <laughs> okay, um, so our next question is something that more and more people are um, trying to deal with, which is the imposter syndrome. So um, along your career, have you ever had to deal with it? Um, yes, definitely. I am a very anxious person. I feel like I... Not never, but it's um, it's a thought that I have many times uh, when I get to a new job, when I get to the interview step, I think, but why would they choose me? You know, I am always wondering, there must be someone that is better, there must be someone that has studied more, that has more experience. I'm always wondering and thinking, maybe they should choose someone, maybe I, uh, someone else, maybe I don't belong here. I start um, thinking these kind of things. Um, and yeah, it's difficult to overcome those thoughts and I definitely go through them all the time. But I also try to remind myself that um, I did uh, everything I've done so far um, and um, I am worth of uh, sitting at any table. I am worth to uh, to be where I want to belong, you know? Um, any place that you feel like you want to belong to, you can be there. I think that's really, really important. It's an important thing to remember. Of course, everybody has their insecurities and they're not gonna be left out the room but you gotta work there with your confidence your, your smartness and uh, just be yourself that's the most important thing that i try to remember every day yeah and what a better advice that being yourself <laughs> and also like regarding that in class we discussed the, about this topic a little bit and also they, they said that millennials they are very confident like they are overconfident do you think do you agree with that because sometimes i feel like me personally it doesn't happen you know and they say like there is a problem they are overconfident they go to a room they say too much when they don't know they don't have idea so what what is your intake in that mm, from my experience i would say that we might act like we are confident but maybe we are not okay. uh, maybe that uh, yeah feeling like we have like working in a room and just start talking or acting like we know everything. Maybe that's something we do to, yeah, uh, like cover those insecurities mm -hmm. that we have. But, and I also feel like right now, maybe we are more empowered also. So um, our, mm, what we have to say is taken more into consideration and uh, there's more this idea that you don't have to have a lot of years of experience or be in a senior position to just express your thoughts and your idea, which I think it's something actually great. Maybe the fact that we didn't, um, that generations before didn't have actually the possibility to speak uh, or just um, their ideas weren't valued that much. And uh, right now, 
those changing those changes are happening inside of companies so um, maybe it's just that we are given the opportunity to talk and we finally can speak you know that's good that's good Okay, so now um, more focus on your content role as a content manager. What is about how you ended up being a marketing content manager and what do you do on your day-to-day -day at Factorial, the startup you have already said to us that you are working in? Yes, I applied uh, to the content marketing position um, because I had been writing a couple articles for um, tourist office I used to work at. Uh, I used to write a couple content and or translate some. Um, and uh, a friend actually asked me to write, I am very passionate about fashion, and she asked me to write an article about, about fashion. And that's when I realized Maybe I'm not that bad at writing. And um, yeah, I decided to apply for the position. And my main role at the very beginning was to write articles and write articles about HR. Um, yeah, and Factorial is an HR company. Uh, we sell an HR software. So on my day to day, I write articles and I right now do events also. Uh, these events are webinars where I invite professionals, uh, HR professionals to talk about changes and new methodologies that are applied in HR. And um, basically, I take care of the communication of the company, everything that has to do with the communication of the software. So also updating the, the website, do translations and everything uh, to get in touch with our customers. I think that webinars are a thing that has uh, a match really, that has a big impact, especially because of the pandemic. And I think it can be um, very interesting. I think that Claudia has said that has um, attended to some webinars of her they're great if, if some of you knows Italian I think it should it should definitely be a, a go-to they discuss about soft skills um, abilities smart working and I think it's really good content and uh, you can talk to us more a little bit more about it maybe later but it's really like it's really really good Yeah, uh, I think webinars are a great way to um, to know more about professionals' perspectives, um, also outside of their yeah day to day and their work, um, and yeah, basically. Also, if you don't know Italian, we also have uh, webinars in in English, in Spanish, in German, French. So. Don't worry, if you don't know Italian, you can also attend webinars in other languages. But yeah, I love webinars, actually. <laughs> They are great events. Totally. So you have said that you started you start your uh, career in a startup. So and you have uh, learned and improved a lot and feel very aligned with the values. So would you recommend it to start a career in a startup in order to develop those capacities, abilities? I feel like working in a startup is the best decision I could take right now. Uh, because as I said before, the most important thing for me is to learn. And I feel that if you want to really learn, 
um, being in a startup is amazing because there are changes all the time. But it's also a great challenge because you have to adapt to those changes. Yeah. So um, it's great because you're always learning something new. You can bring new ideas every week. But at the same time, if you are um, a person that likes a little more of, you know, stability, it's not exactly the environment that you should look for. So it's, uh, it's a great opportunity to learn a lot and in a short amount of time because I started um, seven months ago and right now I am... Uh, I have learned so much. I am in a different mm -hmm. position. I have been hired as a, a marketing manager, you know, so it's also great from the point of view that it's a company that it's, it's a startup, so you can grow with the company. You really have the feeling that you're growing and that the company is growing and you can continue to grow inside the company and get to higher positions. And so, yeah, it's uh, absolutely uh, a great opportunity, but I would say not for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. That's and very beautiful what you have said about that you grow with the, the uh, company. So I feel that it's very, very interesting. I do have to say that it's a very hot topic for us, I think. Uh, as, as you have, we have to decide to do our mandatory internships. And I always hear like the, the big discussion is rather, should I go for a startup or should I go to be corporate? Uh, both they say like sometimes they say that in, in big corporations you get like this uh, like a second university because you get trained super hard like for two years or maybe more and in startups sometimes they think that it can be a bit more, more relaxed what do you think about that personally I have worked in startups and I think that is the contrary like in the sense that there is a lot of things going on like constantly everything is for yesterday you know what I mean so exactly. I don't know what what is your intake in that in your experience Yes, when professionals used to come to my university, they would tell us all the time, if you're starting your career, go to uh, a small company. And at the beginning, I was thinking, but why would I go to a small company? Like, um, I would rather maybe go to a multinational because they have a lot of experience, because, you know, they can maybe teach me a lot more how they got there. Um, but I get the feeling that right now that I have experienced both worlds, uh, I would say that um, in order to start a career and learn a lot fast, probably a startup is the best environment. Because as you said, and as we always say at Factorial actually, is that everything was due to yesterday. You know, so um, you have to do new things constantly. You have to learn new things constantly. You have to learn to use uh, programs. You have to be creative all the time. So I would say that I learned more in this kind of environment, but Yeah, of course, um, in big corporations that that can happen too. But I feel like the speed is just a bit different. In in startups, I think that everything is sped up to the maximum level at all times. Yes, you, you, uh, in my case, in the office, you can see people running once away, like meeting room, meeting room, you know? Yes, absolutely, definitely. Um, okay, uh, it is said that marketing and all job positions are not addressed as what is known like the elite branch. Like, for example, um, we, all, we are all very aware of the big foreign consulting, in auditing, the 
branch banks in finance, but ma marketing maybe doesn't have that, um, isn't seen as an elite branch. So do you agree with this, this statement? Um, I absolutely disagree. <laughs> uh, I think um, marketing is and should be considered as an elite branch, uh, especially for companies. Um, what I studied and what I also have written in my thesis is that sometimes companies don't realize the power that marketing and communications that got from inside the company to outside the company how important they are, and especially in these days and in social media, for example. Well, first of all, I would say that to be a good marketer, uh, you have to catch the attention to a person that, it, that is exposed to uh, an enormous uh, quantity of advertising all the time and all day. And uh, yes, uh, some people say that Everybody can communicate and everybody can be a marketer. But is that marketing good? And by good, I mean, is it significant? Is, does, it take, does it bring value to your audience? Does it bring value to your stakeholders? That is the difference between just marketing and good marketing. So I feel that it should get definitely more value and consideration. And also because let's not forget that also because of the explosion of social media, uh, right now, anything can cause a crisis. So any type of communication that goes from the company outside can cause a crisis at all time. So the communication that we bring, the communication that we give to our audience so is um, very important and can have a huge impact on the company, on the company and on its business. So uh, I do am aware that some companies um, and in general, sometimes marketing is a bit undervalued, I would say. But in fact, those companies that succeed um, the most are those that can actually bring uh, a great storytelling to life, a great marketing storytelling. So, yeah, and they, those are our top of mind brands, you know, so... Uh, yes, it should be reconsidered by those companies that think that marketing is something for everyone. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And do you find that anticipating maybe a key point, a key thing to bear in mind in marketing, like to anticipate to people's need? I don't know if I correctly understood your question. Like to think before, the, to try to know the other's mind before they actually... Yes. Take into account or believe or discover what they really need. Yes, absolutely. That's that is also a huge part because sometimes we um, we just consider we think that our needs are also customers' needs, uh, but that is not always true. And we should take more into consideration the analysis of your stakeholders of your audience to anticipate those needs for sure and provide content that is significant, that mm, generates value, you know, that, that's the way that you distinguish yourself from your competitors. Okay, thank you so much. And the last question is, um, we would like to know a little bit, if we have already know all your career, but we would like to know about uh, what are your future expectations? What are you planning to do if you have 
something in mind? Um, yes. Uh, I want to be a great leader. I would like to become a great leader. I would like to inspire people with my with my actions and what I do on my day to day because I have had good leaders and bad ones. So, and I really see the difference and how it impacts not only the people that work with you, but the whole company. And so I think that I have the the characteristics. Of course, I have to work more uh, to to develop that. But I think that in my in my future, I would like to be uh, a great leader and inspire someone. I do have to say, like in my case, like I feel that you have personally inspired me like a lot. Like especially now that you have been telling more deeply, like how you feel, how you came. And I think that that really means a lot. And I think I will not be the only one, especially like for students. I think we always see like the big picture and just like meeting people who who are so passionate of what they do. At the end, it's like it, it's very transmittable. So uh, just to thank you again for being here. Basically. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, so thank you very much, Ariana and Claudia. Those were our questions. But now it's time to cross the bridge and give the opportunity to our followers to talk to you. So some days ago, we asked via Instagram to submit some questions for you, and we received many. So starting <laughs> with myself, I asked if you could give a piece of advice to your university self, which one would it be? Mm, to my university self, I would say that grades are the most important thing. They are not. Uh, because I used to be so obsessed with uh, always being the best of the class to always get the best results. Uh, but at the end of the day, that caused me so much stress and which wasn't always necessary. Of course, uh, it's good to push yourself to be your best, but you can always be at your best all the time. So... To my university self, I would really recommend to just be a bit more relaxed, maybe. And um, yeah, to, do, to try to, be, to do my best, but it's not necessary to be your best all the time. Yes, because I guess that in the end is the attitude you put into things rather than having great grades, right? Of course. And also, yeah, it also reflects in life, you know. Um, maybe there are students that get amazing grades. They graduate with uh, perfect grades, but maybe they don't have the attitude to go out there to look for opportunities. Maybe they're just in their comfort zone in those grades, but uh, they don't have the attitude to... Yeah, just look for something more, for something else and really get yourself out there. Whereas even if you don't get the best grades, but you do try to be curious, you try to uh, expose yourself, um, that's, that's better to have the attitude. Yeah. Yes, I also think like you in this. And the next question we have is from Guillaume Bacardit that he asks, what is the ultimate advice for someone who's willing to start a marketing career? Okay, I would say to be, um, to be very curious about anything because um, in marketing you have to be very creative all the time. And 
Sometimes you don't know, but if you immerse yourself in a situation that maybe uh, it's out of your uh, comfort zone or uh, it's not just talking to people that know about marketing, but it's really trying to see different perspectives, even from areas that don't have to do anything with marketing. Um, I think that that's where you get mm, even better ideas sometimes. So not just be... Don't just look to your niche, you know, just um, also be be able to to explore more. Okay, that's very interesting. From Ainoa Yusta, she asks, um, what is the biggest challenge you face in your work? Um, I would say sometimes I struggle to um, say no, uh, because sometimes I get to um, to meetings and everybody agrees on something everybody agrees on a topic and I'm just like thinking mm, I don't really agree and sometimes I have to push myself to say no I actually disagree you know because it's difficult when everybody agrees on something to just be the voice that says no but I think uh, it's very important because that's where you actually share your point of view And if you are in an environment where your point of view is valued, um, that's um, it's really important to say to, to maybe stop a project or to maybe um, rethink about it because great ideas can come from your no. Uh, if you don't say anything and if uh, the project goes perfect, amazing. But if not, you you just be there all the time thinking, oh, I should have said no, you know. But yeah, sometimes I have to push myself uh, a bit to make, to just make myself feel comfortable to say no. Yeah, I completely understand you because I'm studying advertising and we have a lot of group projects and it's always the same. It's always everybody is saying their ideas and sometimes when we're lost, we just go for that idea. But we have to think, does it really work? Like, and it's what you said, exactly. So... Another question from Sara Angel is, have you encountered situations where you've been undervalued or criticized in not a very professional way? And if that's happened, how did you deal with it? Um, yes, it, had, it has happened to me at both university and in my professional life. Um, As I told you before, I really like fashion, so I like to follow fashion trends and I love a great outfit. And for this reason, I used to, you know, show up uh, to class maybe with a big coat, boots and stuff like this. And sometimes maybe just because of my looks, people would think that um, I wasn't like the ideal uh, student that because I was putting so much effort on my looks, I wasn't really uh, studying enough. You know, some people do judge others by their looks. I don't, but some does. And yeah, so my... In these kind of situations, I don't like to surround myself with negative energy. So I just like don't like to reply or say anything. And I let um, facts to speak for me. And I graduated with honors. So <laughs> I think that speaks for itself. And in my professional life, um, it was um, during my an offboarding meeting. Um, I was talking to the manager and the HR people. We were three people in the meeting. And 
I said that I was leaving because I wasn't happy, because I felt like the values of the company, I, I wasn't in line with the values of the company, so I wanted to leave. And the manager said, if you think that uh, the work life is about feeling happy about your job or feeling good at all times in the office, uh, I hope you see it for yourself. And that was really discouraging because telling a 24-year-old that is uh, about to finish university, something like this, and I was so full. I'm a very like solar and positive person, and to hear those words, it was really bad, and I think it was really unprofessional. Um, but yeah, again, I just let, um, I just let it go. And right now I am in an environment where I'm very happy about my job and I'm very happy about the people I am surrounded by. And I don't have to go to the office because I can work from home, but I like to go to the office because I like to be around those people. So yeah, I would say the best way to deal with um, unprofessional comments, both in university or in your professional or personal life, is just to let those things go because those comments finish nowhere, literally. And um, yeah, just do your thing and focus on, on yourself and the things that make you happy because people will always have an opinion about everything you do. And that's their opinion. You don't have to justify yourself, you know? Yes, I think it's everything about the mindset you put into things. And you clearly have a very good one because you've, you're 25 and you're in a great place and you're happy and maybe this manager didn't have that mindset so um so to finish with the questions um on instagram a lot of our followers asked about what is the ultimate soft skill for you the ultimate for soft skill for me i think it will be um storytelling I think that storytelling is uh, very undervalued and um, to be able to tell a great story, a story that people uh, can, can reflect themselves in, the, in, the, in that story, um, can empathize with that story, is very difficult. So working on this soft skill, I think, can really have a huge impact. Uh, both well in your personal life, but all, especially in your work life. So I would, that's something I have to work on and I want to work on. So I just leave it there. And if anybody has a recommendation on how to develop this soft skill, it's very much welcome. Okay, and lastly, sorry, because I forgot one. Um, from Jada Artemis, she asked, what are some of the challenges that you have faced for the fact of being a woman? I think I've been pretty much um, lucky because I didn't feel in a situation where my work wasn't considered enough just because of the fact that I was a woman. But I am, I'm sure this is not um, the case for, for many women. And um, so I would like to send out uh, a message and for those women that really feel like 
mm, they don't belong to places just because they are women uh, or they are not enough because they they are women. Um, I wake up literally every day um, and the world tells me that I'm not enough because I'm a woman, because I'm black and because I'm Latina, you know? Every day I'm reminded these three things. Um, but I try to wake up every day thinking that I also am smart, I am confident and I have everything it takes to, to be and to get everywhere I want to go. Um, I think that's, um, that's important because everybody, the world basically just tries to get you down and um, yeah, to stay up, it's, it's difficult, but it's very much needed. I really like to see uh, women empowered. I try to empower every woman around me and I feel very inspired by women and their actions and everything they do. So in also in, in the workplace, um, I would say if you are in a place that in, where you are not considered enough, where you are not respected or where you're not valued because you're a woman, uh, leave. There are places um, Places where you are respected and valued exist and you should look for those places. I know it's difficult, but they do exist. So, yeah, that will be my recommendation. Thank you very much. It's very interesting everything you answer. I think we could all summarize it a little bit in believing yourself. If you know your worth, you can do anything you want. It sounds very ideal, but it's the truth, I, I think. So that's it for our followers' questions. Thank you very much. I, I don't think that there is a better way to end it with, with the speech that you gave. I'm, I'm personally touched. I think that <laughs> Ariana was looking at me, like me too, like she's great. and So inspiring. What, yes. All what you said is so inspiring. And I also find myself, um, uh, I find you in myself. Like, I mean, I have already think something that you have already passed through. So your advice is your... Um, storytelling that you have already um, said to us, it's really valuable for me and I think that for all of us who are in here. I mean, especially, I I think that it's also important um, also for men to try and do more to to empower women and to make women feel accountable. I, I try, I speak a lot about that on my, my social media and my personal channels. Um, I do believe that we as millennials and uh, the generations that come after us, we really have the power to change uh, how things are done. And um, I think we have the power to change how everything has been done so far. And I really believe in this generation and the way it is, we are changing things. Um, some, some don't see it, I do. And um, yeah, I feel like uh, we are going in a great path, you know, so yeah. This is great, no, I, I love it. And actually it's, it's, it's a question that it was, the only question we, it was repeated actually, like a lot of girls as the same. So I think that the fact they're gonna hear these is is very very good. Yes, I uh, one last thing I might say is that 
yeah, you should really feel comfortable. And I know that sometimes just because you're you're a woman, you are you get insecure. Yeah, it's not just to sound like um, yeah, some just some quotes that you that you say, but I really want women to step up the the game and feel confident, feel confident, and just get out of their comfort zone because we are capable and uh, we are worth everything uh, and uh, we belong to every place we want to to go and we want to belong. So that's important for me. That, that's the best closure we could give to this first podcast. We are so excited. Uh, we will bring more guests and hopefully if you want to come again, we would love to discuss other topics with you. Uh, where can we, people find you in social media or LinkedIn? How can they contact you? Yes, of course, you can uh, find me on LinkedIn uh, for more professional content. Uh, Erianis Vergara is my LinkedIn. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram. I am uh, registered there as Titushi. T-I-T-U-S-S-H-E or you can also send me an email at erianisvergara at gmail.com Thank you so much. We are love to have you in here. It was a pleasure for me actually and I'm really glad about this podcast and this project. I think it's, um, a real, it's really important to talk between students and to help um, to get help from each other. So I think this initiative is amazing and I really congratulate you for your work because being here on a Friday uh, afternoon, uh, yeah, it's not for everybody and not everybody will do that. So I really, I really appreciate what you're doing. Yes, thank you very thank much, Erianis. And also thank you to our listeners. We hope to bring more interesting people like you in our podcast and keep growing. Thank you very much. Thank you.